Hello and welcome to the Baseball by the Yard podcast, the podcast and website that teaches players and coaches how to go from good to great one inch at a time. And now here's your host and founder of Baseball by the Yard, Coach Bob McCreary. Hello everybody, welcome to episode two of the Baseball by the Yard podcast. And this is the first podcast. I am Coach Bob McCreary, the founder of BaseballByTheYard.com. I'm a former uh, player at the high school, college, and professional levels, uh, spending some time in the minor leagues with the Minnesota Twins organization, uh, as well as a former coach at the high school, college, and professional levels as well. So I run this podcast as a way of trying to teach players and coaches and even parents and fans of the game uh, a lot of the little things, a lot of the finer points about the game of baseball. Uh, as a way of giving back, baseball has been uh, very good to me. My family has always been a baseball family, and I was very fortunate to grow up in that environment where I was learning quite a bit about the game of baseball as a very young kid. So the purpose of my website, BaseballByTheYard.com, is really to give back to players and coaches who are who has not been as fortunate as I have to have had the playing and coaching experience and uh, the kind of the coaches in my life. Uh, so this podcast is just another way to spread that content and hopefully help people become better baseball players, better coaches, and better parents of baseball players as well. So when I come back, we're going to start it off today. We're going to lead off with what the title is all about, and that is called The Streetlight Effect. Okay, so the streetlight effect. Now, one of the things that I love to do, and I've done this many times as I've done posts for my website, is I, I enjoy taking a concept that seemingly is unrelated to baseball and then either write or do a video on how, how players can benefit from that particular concept. So the streetlight effect is one of those things. So if you ever had a college course where you had to learn about how to research, uh, very often the professor will talk about some of, the, some of the problems you may run into or things to avoid, things like bias in your research and so forth. And so one of the problems that people might run into is called the streetlight effect. And they call it the streetlight effect because it's based on a story. So here's here's how the story goes. Uh, there is a drunk guy who in the middle of the night is crawling on the sidewalk underneath a streetlight lamp. And he's crawling around and obviously trying to find something. And so a police officer is walking down the sidewalk and sees this guy and asks the guy, what, what are you doing? And the guy says, well, I'm, I'm looking for my keys. And I dropped them, and I'm looking for them. So the police officer says, okay, well, let me help. And so the police officer is looking around and looking around, and both of them are, you know, looking around in the light, trying to find the keys, and the keys aren't there. So the police officer finally says, sir, are you, you sure you dropped them here? And the drunk guy says, oh, no, I dropped them over in the park. And the police officer says, well, what are you doing looking here for then? And the guy looks up and says, well, this is, this is where the light is. This is the only place I can see. And so that's the story, and that's why they call it the streetlight effect. Now, the takeaway on this when it comes to research is sometimes when people are doing research, they obviously have a much easier time researching the things that they can see. And very often the truth in solving problems are is located in the areas that are not easily seen or not seen at all. 
And obviously that can provide some problems when you're researching topics if you're, you're not researching the, the things that are actually causing the problem. And so researchers always have to kind of account for that. You know, just because it's easy to measure, if it's easy to see, well, that might not be the actual problem uh, to the issue. And so sometimes you really got to dig deeper and ask yourself, what am I missing? Well, what else is going on that I might not currently be able to measure? And that could be obviously uh, good information to learn when you're researching. Now, just like any other concept, I try to relate it to baseball. So here's one of the takeaways that I see with regard to the streetlight effect. So currently in baseball, you have, obviously, we're, we're now in the analytical age. So you have analytics, you know, sabermetrics, you have Moneyball, uh, all the various things like launch angle, uh, exit velocity, uh, and all those analytical things. And I got mixed reviews as to the purpose of those analytics and how helpful they are. But I think we have to be careful that we're not succumbing to the streetlight effect. All this new technology makes it easy to now measure things like exit velocity, um, obviously pitch speed and launch angle and all the different things with the technology like Rapsido and a lot of the other uh, things that are out there now. And I'm sure there'll be more to come. And of course, everybody's all worked up and they, they, they love this. There's a lot of indoor facilities that market their private lessons and, and talking about all the technology and all the different data that they can collect for the hitters. And, you know, part of me thinks that maybe the streetlight effect might be occurring here. So we have to at least watch out for it. Now, I'm not against analytics. I think there is a place for it if it's used kind of sparingly. And actually on my website, I, I just wrote uh, an article on analytics and uh, I basically said, are we losing the feel for the game? So if you want to go to that article, I'll put the link in the show notes. Um, but if you go to baseballbytheyard.com and search for analytics, are we losing the feel for baseball? Uh, you should be able to get it if you can't find the link in the show notes. But anyway, here's one of the takeaways that I have. Uh, with regard to the streetlight effect. We have all this information now that we can actually measure, we can see, but we're still missing parts of the game And in terms of teaching kids, and that is probably because it's not easily seen. And when I think of this, I'm thinking the mental side of the game. Uh, I see kids who have beautiful swings. I see kids who clearly have had a lot of instruction. They've gone to a lot of private instructors and so forth and all these gurus and uh, talking about the mechanics of the game. That's, that's important, but I don't care how good a kid's swing is. If he gets up to the plate and his mind is racing and he has no way of calming down, and if he has no way of kind of taming that little inner voice that in his mind might be very negative, I don't care how good his swing is. He's got no shot. But, you know, the mind is still kind of that uncharted territory uh, because you can't see your thoughts. There's, there's no technology that can climb into your head or hook up to your head and get you to be able to better understand why you think the way you do. But any major league player will tell you that the mental side of the game is so incredibly important. And so my fear when it comes to analytics and all the different data that we can now collect, you know, that's all good stuff, but we sometimes are still not focusing on the part of the game that a lot of players actually need, and that is the mental side. 
mental tips and tricks. And so a big part of my website has always been to try to pass on the mental side and the benefits of focusing on it. But I think the street light effect might be occurring in the game today. So much data. And is it because it's truly necessary or like the drunk trying to find its keys? We are focusing on it because we can now see it so easily with all the technology and the numbers that these technologies spit out. And so I wonder if the streetlight effect is kind of uh, taking place in the game of baseball. So if you're a player or a coach, you know, look at that technology. There are some instructional benefits that you can get out of you know, exit velocity and uh, launch. There are some benefits to that. But don't neglect the part of baseball that you can't see, and that is your mind. And so uh, future podcasts, I'll get into a lot of tips and tricks on how players and coaches can utilize that in their game and in their practices. Because at some point, you have to have a good feel for what's going on in your mind, not just what's going on uh, with your swing. So uh, that's the, the featured thing for today, the streetlight effect. So hopefully, if you didn't learn that before, never heard of it, hopefully you do. And hopefully you get something out of that as well. So when I come back, uh, we're going to jump in, transition to an old post that I did, which is also on the mental side of the game. And I think you'll learn something from that as well. So I'll see you back in a little bit. Okay, so part two of this particular podcast, uh, I'm going to take you back to October 1st, 2014. On that day, I wrote a post on my website, baseballbytheyard.com, and the post was called Your Imaginary Opponent. And this is also connected to the mental side of the game, and it's an extremely important component to young players to make sure that they are constantly looking for ways to become better players. One of the problems, and I talked about the streetlight effect, okay? Now, this, uh, when it comes to young players, very often they will measure themselves based on who they're actually playing, meaning the players that they see and the competition that they see, and then they can compare themselves to those players. So let's take a high school kid who is, a, let's say, a really good player. And he's getting all kinds of accolades, his name's in the paper and so forth. And uh, he might be all league, maybe league MVP. And so sometimes players like that can get a false sense of how good they are because their area might just not have a tremendous amount of good baseball. So, yes, they may be the best player in their league, in their town, in their city. But you have to understand baseball is a global sport now. And so you have to understand what your true competition is. So I live outside of Philadelphia. Okay, weather's not great. It's not a great climate-wise. It's not great, all that great for baseball, particularly in the early spring. Uh, the fields are a mess. It's cold and so forth. Now, when I played in high school, I don't know if somebody told me this or if I just kind of figured it out, but I kind of knew that a lot of the major league players were coming from the southern states, Florida, Texas, California, Arizona, and, of course, a lot of other players weren't even coming from America. They were coming from the Dominican Republic, Puerto Rico, Venezuela, and so forth. So I kind of knew that I may have been a good player in the Philadelphia area, but my true competition, in my mind, was that imaginary kid. And I remember thinking, there's because there, there, I, was, I was always a shortstop. So I always said, you know what, my real competition is probably some kid in the Dominican Republic 
who is playing in warm weather may not have the best equipment, but they are out there every single day getting ground balls and warm weather. Even in uh, the winter months when I'm home and it's cold outside and there's ice and snow and I can't get outside, it bugged me because I knew that kid somewhere out there is taking ground balls and that kid's going to be better than I am. So that drove me to constantly look for more ways that I could do better um, and get more reps and just figure out a way uh, to get it done. Um, Now, if I had sat back and just said, well, I'm the best player in the area, so, uh, you know, what do I need to practice for? Uh, No one else around me is able to practice. So that's an important concept. So wherever you are, you might be the stud player. But you always have to understand somewhere around the world, there's a whole bunch of kids who are just like you, and in fact, probably better than you, might have better conditions than you have. And so if you kind of sit back and become a little lazy when it comes to working, uh, they're going to pass you by. Uh, So that's an important concept. And we get fooled because we don't see those kids. We just see the players that are in front of us when we play games, when we go to tournaments. And of course, it's natural to compare yourself to those guys. But always keep in the back of your mind, there is somebody out there who is working harder than me. And I need to keep up. In fact, not just keep up. I need to work harder than them. So wherever you are, Picture in your mind some imaginary opponent somewhere on the planet and don't judge yourself based on the kids that you just see. Judge yourself on that imaginary opponent and I think that will keep you working uh, a lot harder in the future. So one of those mental things you can do and as I said earlier, as you get higher up in the game of baseball, the mental side becomes more and more important. Okay, so when I come back, we'll wrap things up for episode number two. Okay, everybody, so if you have not yet gone to BaseballByTheYard.com, please do so when you are finished with this podcast. And when you get there, check around, uh, subscribe to the website. I, I, when you subscribe, I do send out updates uh, about the website and some special offers and some other information about what's going on with the website. Also go to the YouTube channel, just search for Baseball by the Yard, and please do all the things you need to do for YouTube to help people get that content more easily. Things like like, uh, subscribe, hit the notification bell to be notified when I come out with new videos. Right now as I record this, it is January of 2022. It's pretty cold outside, but I will be uh, be making some more videos and posting them pretty regularly on the YouTube channel as well. And of course, if you like the podcast, uh, please share it with people that you think may want to hear it or may need to hear it. And if there's something about the podcast you don't like, well, shoot me an email and tell me. Okay, well, until next time, take care, everybody, and best of luck on your journey through the game of baseball. I'm out. Take care.